I've tasted. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of love. When my heart becomes free and my shame is undone.
up, we'll keep singing, we'll keep praising, we won't stop, give it all we got, cause you're worthy, your glory, oh, there is no other, you are forever, Lord over all, there's nobody like you, no one beside you, so
Lord God, we thank you, uh, Lord, that we can come here, Lord, to praise you, to lift your name up. Lord, I dedicate this gathering uh, to you, Lord. Pray that you would speak to every single one of us, Lord, that we would know your intimacy uh, around us, surrounding us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. How are we all doing? Good. My name's Luke and uh, I'm, I'm joined here with... Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, just skipping in there. So uh, we're, we're with you for this evening, so it's going to be a great night. We have uh, Jan speaking later on, so that's going to be fantastic. It's going to be good. Oh, you can take a seat, you can take a seat. We always forget that. And so, hey, we're, gonna, we're changing things up a little bit, but if you're a visitor, you don't know that, so I suppose it saying that but we have uh, visitors packs and we would love to give you one of these and so what all you need to do at the end of the service just if you're turning uh, to the back there you go uh, right outside and you'll see a new people's area we'd love to give you a pack it's got some Maltesers in them yum so good so make sure you grab a pack say hello and it's just a great way to connect with you cool yeah. um, but Church, why don't we just welcome anybody that's new? It's great to have you here. Welcome. All right. Has anybody had a birthday in the last week? Come up the front if you have. Pastor Ray. Wow. Fantastic. Has anybody had a wedding anniversary? Any of those? Any engagements? Great. Awesome. Right, well, we're just going to pray our blessing over them when it comes up. Won't you stand, church, with us? Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Fantastic. That was like a half clap for them. How about we give these awesome people an actual clap? Yeah. That's uh, that's really good. Hey, we've got a couple of notices. Uh, everyone say next Sunday. Next Sunday. We have got Dr. Ray Andrews coming. And so uh, I'm really excited. And he'll be at all of the services. So make sure you're here. Why don't you invite a friend? Um, but it's a great service to be at. The other thing is we've got baptisms next Sunday. So uh, put your hand up if you've been baptised. So look at all those hands. Hey, I encourage you, if you have not been baptised, um, talk to myself, talk to any of the guys up the front. We'd love to have a conversation about what baptism is and why uh, you need to take that step in your faith journey. So that will be happening next Sunday night. Um, so come talk to us. Great. Just checking the screen to see if I had missed anything, but I'm pretty sure we're all good. Hey, it's uh, my privilege to welcome up Owen that's going to share a testimony with us. So uh, let's give Owen a hand. Thank you, Luke. Oh, that mic's loud, isn't it? Hey, church, why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, you are Activate Church. Turn to the person on the other side and tell them, you are Activate Church. 
there's a reason behind me saying this. So I've been asked to share a testimony uh, tonight about um, the goodness of God. Does everyone know what, uh, what these testimonies are about, by any chance? I, I know initially I, when I was asked to share the testimony, I thought it was about um, or talking about what, what God, what good has God done in my life. Um, but no, no, I was actually told that it was actually, this, this time is actually to express uh, what I've done in my week, uh, what we've done in our week um, to bless others, to, you know, what goodness have we spread from God to others in the community. And um, when we were talking in services meeting, I put my hand up and said, yeah, well, I've, I've got one. I'm not one to, to blow my own trumpet. Um, and it feels uh, really awkward to be able to sort of stand up and share. But um, I think God's worthy of, of praise and glory. And um, I certainly hope that what I did, what I'm about to tell you anyway, um, brought him glory. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was my wife. My wife and I was our 10-year wedding anniversary. I know, right? If you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Um, so we went out for for dinner at Agenda. Has anyone ever been to Agenda? Yeah, it's pretty flash, I know. Um, so we're sitting in Agenda, and I was looking outside at all the people going past, and I've been really challenged lately uh, by God to sort of see other people through His His eyes and, and pour out His blessing, the blessing that He's given to me to pour out on others. Um, so my wife, and had a, my wife and I had a lovely dinner. Um, at the end of the, the dinner, uh, we walked out and I felt God on my heart stirring. And it just so happened as we walked out of the, um, out of the restaurant, we turned right and as we were walking along the street, there was a homeless man sitting down um, against the door of the place right next door to where we were. And God was pulling my heartstrings, telling me, go and, and bless that guy. Go and talk to him at least and um, acknowledge him as a human being, you know. And I thought, well, what, you know, what can I say? I'm not... I'm not a, a pastor or anyone, you know, I can't, I can't bring anyone to Christ, but God was clearly told me just, just love on him. So I went out and uh, I sat next to him against the door and Linda knelt down as well. And we just introduced ourselves to this guy and asked him a bit about his situation and, and you know, what was life like for him and was there a story behind where he's at now? And um, he did, he poured out a story and said, you know, the basic reason why he is living on the streets is because... He's been taken in by people who feel sorry for him, I guess, uh, family members and things like that. Um, and he's been rejected time and time again. He said he'd find himself in a place for a week and then they'd actually kick him out. And it happened to him about four or five times. And in the end, he just couldn't handle the rejection. So he took to the streets. And um, that almost made me cry on the spot. And I, I figured, wow, you know, I just really want to bless you. you know. And, and Linda and I asked him if we could pray for him. We pray for him. We pray God's blessing on him. Um, and then we actually left um, where he was um, and just said to him, you know, hey, have a good night. I really pray that, that God brings people across your path to help you. We walked away um, from this, this man and uh, God was pulling on my heartstrings again, saying, you know, prompting me to bless him. No, you know, don't just go and pretend to love him. Actually show him that you love him. So we went to the subway next door and uh, we went to buy a $50 gift voucher um, for this man so that he could get hot coffees on the cold winter nights or food. Um, we went in there and the guys behind the counter didn't know how to load the gift cards. 
Um, so I was sort of like, well, come on, God, you, you know, you, you told me to come in here and these, these guys can't lift, can't, they can't load the gift card. What do we do? And God clearly reminded me, hey, there's more than one subway in Hamilton. Um, so what we ended up doing was we left that place. We um, walked all the way to our car and we drove all the way to Hamilton East subway. Um, we went to the counter there where someone could load a gift card. We got the gift card at Hamilton East and drove all the way back to the city centre and found this guy again and went out and prayed for him again and gave him this card. And you should have seen the look on his face um, where we just said, you know, look, God just wants to bless you. He's blessed me. He's blessed me so that I can bless you. And um, we prayed a blessing over him, gave him this card, and he just couldn't believe it. And he said, uh, the last thing he said to me was, um, I, tonight I've been blessed indeed. So um, I just want to just share that with you tonight. Um, if God ever prompts you to do stuff, don't, don't hesitate. Just listen and just be obedient. Um, I'll quickly put it in there, but uh, the week after, I was driving home from church. I think it was actually in a night service. We're driving home from church, and it was pouring down with rain. And there was a, a, a Māori fella walking on the left-hand side of the road down towards the lights there. And as I, I saw him in the lights, and it was pouring down with rain, I sort of speaking to God on the way home, and I, I sort of said to God, Oh, you know, oh, my brother's so, you know, my brother's so wet over there. Oh, my brother, my brother. And I drove past him. Exactly, exactly. I drove past him and, um, and Holy Spirit very firmly told me that, hey, man, um, let your, your actions be louder than your words. If, if you really consider him to be a brother, stop and turn around and go and pick him up. And I sort of got through the lights and I thought, oh, is that really you? Do you really want me to do that? So I got down by the rugby fields, down by Marist and done a U-turn, came all the way back, all the way up to uh, Five Crossroads, done another U-turn, came all the way back down. And amongst all the traffic going that way, I, I, I pulled up on the side and yelled out to the guy, said, oh, brother, jump in, the, jump in the car, man, I'll give you a ride. And he was like, oh, oh, thanks, bro, but my missus just pulled up across the road. So uh, <laughs> be encouraged. Don't, don't, don't hesitate. If, if Holy Spirit's telling you to do stuff, just try it. Step out and uh, let's be a blessing to the city of Hamilton, eh? Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Isn't God good when we're obedient? So good. Awesome. Right. Well, now I would like to invite Stephen Shirley up. He's going to share tonight around our communion. So give him a big hand. Um, you'll have to bear, bear with me because when I do public speaking, like my mouth turns into like the Zahara, like you don't even understand. So like if I have to like have a break and have a drink, you'll understand. Um, and also I have to say, sometimes when I like read, like English turns into a second language. So again, just bear with me. <laughs> so here we go, first one. All right. Um, so tonight, um, I just want to give a reminder as to why God would go through, like, if, I, if, you, if we're honest, like one of the most gruesome, like, ruthless executions in history. Um, even before He made the world, God loved us. He chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in His eyes. That's from Ephesians 1 verse 4. And the result of God's gracious gift 
is very different from the result of one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to being made right in God, even though we're guilty of many sins. That's from Romans 5.16. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. That's from Ephesians 3, um, verses 18 and 19. So as you can tell, you are loved, if you didn't already know that. <laughs> um, for those of you like who, um, well, for those people who are closest to me know that vulnerability is not really my strong point. So I'm just going to try and do my best. So despite all these promises that God is like, that I've just read, and so many more that I haven't read, I find myself in conflict as I speak to you guys tonight. My head sometimes tells me that I'm not worthy enough to be on the stage or leading awesome youth that we have. But yet, now that He's reconciled you to Himself through the death of Christ, of His physical body, as a result, He has brought you into His own presence. And you are holy and blameless, and you stand before Him without a single fault. But so it is God who decides to show mercy, and we can neither choose nor work for it. But for God bought you at a high price. Oh. <laughs> and finally, my favorite. And you were conceived. Oh, I knew I'd say that conceived and see convinced. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the fears of today or the worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God revealed to us through Christ our Lord. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes, like, I don't know, things that I do tend to, like, make me block out these promises that He's made. Or sometimes we don't even know the promises that He's made to us. For example, in school, I would have been far more confident if I knew how much God loved me. Um, Or I just don't speak at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, when I was at school, like I kind of just saw God as this big guy with a like impossible set of rules to like perfectly meet and abide by. Um, but since then, a lot has changed, and that's five years. So hopefully, I would have changed. <laughs> um, but like He's told me how much He loves me on multiple occasions, um, and I'll share one of them, one one specific occasion to you guys now. Um, so a while ago, I was trying to get to sleep, and I don't know about you guys, but my mind goes like crazy when I try to sleep, and it takes me ages. But um, I was thinking about the future, and like having kids and stuff, and I know that's like real like lame and stuff, but don't worry, it gets even lamer. Um, I was thinking about how much I'm going to love those kids, like, you know, like with my whole heart, or like, I couldn't get past it. And then I heard God so clearly say, that's how much I love you, and so much more. And like... And I couldn't really put, I can't really put into words how incredible that was for me. Um, if I had to put a word on it, it would be simply overwhelmed. So as we come around communion, just remember that this overwhelming love is for you, no matter what you've done. So if I can invite the team up the front, and when you're ready, if you want to come up and um, take communion in your own time, and yeah, just remember how much He loves us, you know, like... He, he states it so many times, like I could spill these again or like 
you guys going through it in your own time. But um, I'd massively recommend if you don't read your Bible, read it. <laughs> There's so many like promises that He makes us, and like just it's all truth, you know. Like His Word is like really powerful and it's true, you know. So um, I'll just pray, and then you guys come up in your own time. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for what you did. That you'd consider me, you'd come down from heaven to like just love people. You loved everybody around you. You were incredible, Lord, and you still are incredible. Um, as we come around communion tonight, um, may you just like reveal yourself to us. May we get a new revelation of how much you love us and that you care about us no matter what we've done. In your heavenly name, I pray.
Amen. That was awesome. Thank you, team. Maybe seated. It is fantastic to make those declarations, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight. What I'm going to share with you tonight, I believe, is going to change your life. It's going to change your life. So are you ready? I, first of all, want to share a little bit uh, about the last few weeks for me. Um, They have been incredibly tough weeks um, for me and my family as well. Um, My mum, who is uh, usually a regular at Sunday night services, she um, had a stroke four weeks ago today. And I got the phone call at around 5 a.m.-ish in the morning, Sunday morning. Sherrod and I and the boys were in Auckland, about to have a great week at Shout conference together. The phone goes. I'm awoken to this phone call. I just miss it. And I see it's my dad. I'm like, oh, God. Five in the morning, why is he calling? He's left a message. I check the message. I can hear. All he says is, Jan, can you call me? I can hear. It's it's in a hospital. It was clear. Phone him up. He's distraught. My mum is, at that point, we didn't know what what was happening. Mum was going off to have a brain scan, and she wasn't really responding properly. At that point, it was just like my whole life came to a halt. This wasn't supposed to happen, you know? Mums are supposed to just last forever, aren't they? They're, you know, they got it all together and they're there for you. And, but whoa, that phone call, my life came to a halt. Thankfully, even though the last few weeks has been incredibly tough. I've had plenty of moments, plenty of falling apart moments. Thankfully, she was here in church at the 10.30 service this morning. She's still in hospital, but she's coming home on Wednesday. She is supposed to be walking with a crutch, but she was I'm not walking into church with a crutch, and so she came in without the crutch this morning. She's struggling with her speech, uh, but she's determined. She can't feel the, uh, fully on her right side yet, but she is working that right hand. Life can bring a whole heap of challenges. Life can bring loads of ups and downs, and even bad hair days. I'm thinking, is my hair okay with this thing on, you know? (laughs) Some of you don't have that problem, no. (laughs) But life can bring loads of challenges, can't they? Has anyone here not had any challenges come their way? No, you're, you're all with me. Even our moods or our attitudes. You know, sometimes we may just get out of bed the wrong side. And the rest of the day, it's like, oh, really? One of those moods or attitudes. 
And do you know what? God did not promise us an easy life. He did not promise that. We have um, entered a fallen world. When we're born, that's it. We live in a fallen world. The fact is that accidents do happen. Things like strokes do happen, unfortunately. Humanity can make bad decisions. And through that, consequences can happen. However, how we live our life and how we respond to the ups and downs is of huge importance. And that is where we get to stand out. You know, we've been talking about expressing God's goodness out in our community. We can also express God in a way that we are navigating life. When we are walking through life, through the ups and through the downs, we get to express God in our life, how we get to walk through these things. We can stand out. Do you know, I, I um, have been speaking recently about walking in step with God, keeping in step with Him. And I had that picture of, of the church being like an, an army, you know, right in step with our leader. And Graham Cook prophesied into our nation, and I shared that, um, I've shared it before, but I just want to share a little bit of, of it with you again. And he says, this is what he says to our nation, New Zealand. He prophesied that these are days when the Lord is beautifying the church and the country, days when the hand of the Lord is going to be heavy upon us for transformation. The church will emerge in all of its glory and all of its power, and the army of the Lord will be seen in the land, and the body of Christ will be seen in the land, and a city set on a hill shall be seen, and a light will rise in the darkness, so bright that it will blind the work of the enemy, and the bride will emerge in all her beauty and in all of her glory. This is an incredible word for the church, isn't it? Incredible word for our nation. But do you know what? For us to be able to stand out, it takes us going through the ups and downs. We're not exempt from those. It takes us walking them in a, in a way that we, we do stand out, like a city on a hill, as it said, or emerging in, as an army in glory and power. It's walking in step with God and navigating life incredibly well. So how we get through the ups and downs is hugely important. And I want to share tonight a little bit about how we can do that. I'm just walking, still walking that right now, one of those down moments for me right now. And we've heard a couple of months ago, Melina, where's Melina? Yeah, we heard Melina's story a couple of months ago, wasn't it, of an incredibly low time in Melina's life and how she had to navigate that time of her life. We've, heard, we've seen Caleb and Beth walking through this incredibly tough journey with their son, Ollie. You know, none of us are exempt. None of us are exempt from tough times, but we need to be able to walk through them well, the best we possibly can, and God is with us. He, he's with us, leading us. I just want to say as well, though, that I don't do it well all the time. And that's okay. 
that's okay. And a, a very good friend of mine said to me actually just this week, she said, Jan, you need to get your chalk pen and write on your mirror, I forgive myself in advance. So some of us need to do that. We need to forgive ourselves in, adv in advance because I've got to admit that sometimes I haven't felt like I've been doing it too well. But then we get up again. I forgive myself in advance. We get up again. So, but what I want to share is some ways that God has given us to walk through the tough times and the good times successfully, doing it the best we possibly can. What I want to share is our thoughts and our speech. Our thoughts and our speech are incredibly important about how we're going about navigating through life, navigating the ups and the downs. You know, we, some of those words we were just singing before, like Stephen shared before, you know, that some of these words that from the Bible that we are speaking out, we are speaking into the, our own lives, we're speaking them out into the atmosphere, they change things. And so no matter how bad we may be feeling, because feelings are very real, aren't they? No matter how we're feeling, when we are speaking out truth, because if it's from the Bible, it's truth. When we're speaking out truth, it's going to change the atmosphere. It's going to change what's happening in here. It's going to lift us. And so our thoughts and our speech are incredibly important. And we need to continually renew our minds, our thoughts. What's going on with our thoughts? We need to continually renew our minds. We need to watch our speech. What's our speech like? Our speech carries huge, significant power. Ephesians 4.23 says, Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. God's going to help us to renew our thoughts and our attitudes. Ask him, ask him, help me to renew my thoughts and my attitudes. Romans 12.2, Romans 12.2 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Read the word like Stephen said before, read it, read it. It's gonna change your mind, it's gonna transform your mind. Proverbs 18.21, the tongue can bring death or life. Huge power in the tongue. Massive power in the tongue. Death or life, it says, is in the tongue. What we speak over ourselves into our atmosphere carries significant power. James 3, I encourage you to read James chapter 3, it talks about the power of the tongue. And a couple of things it says there is, is that, that the tongue is like um, a rudder on a ship, on a huge, you know, if you imagine a massive cruise ship, and the rudder is, is a small thing, that you, if you turn the rudder, it's going to change the direction that the ship is going. Well, it says there in James chapter 3 that our tongue is like that. It, it has the power to be able to change direction. So you can use that for death or life. 
you can use that no matter how you're feeling. If you're feeling really, really low, then use that tongue, use that rudder to be able to speak truth, to be able to speak the opposite of, of those stink thoughts that you may be having or stink feelings that you may be having. Speak the truth. Say, I am an overcomer. I will lift my eyes. My God is with me. He will never leave me. He gives me strength when I am weak. Declare that out. Your direction will change. You will feel it. You will feel the, the lift. Also, it talks about uh, that the tongue is also like a, um, uh, what is that on the, on the horse? Hear the bit. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of different names there. <laughs> the bit, whatever. <laughs> I'm getting people putting a pen in between their teeth and... Thank you. <laughs> a bit. Okay. <laughs> like that, that thing, you know, and the horse's mouth. <laughs> that it, <laughs> James chapter 3, read it. It talks about the tongue being like that. That, you know, when, when you... I don't, I don't ride horses. Does anyone ride horses? But when you do the reins, you know, whatever you do on the reins, it changes the direction of the horse. There's power in the tongue. We need to be so careful about how we use our tongue. The fullness of the life I live is directly related to the content of the words I speak. The fullness of the life I live is directly related to the content of the words I speak. That's pretty important. And you know what? Monique Van Blurk, where is she? You come on up, Monique. Monique willingly put herself through a tough time recently. I mean, who would do that? Come on. Willingly put herself through a tough time. She went on Outward Bound, is that right? Give yes. Monika a hand. <laughs> so I have asked Monique to share with us maybe some thoughts or speech or whatever it is that has, I mean, I... If I was going on Outward Bound for three weeks, I think it was, yeah. I yeah. don't think I would probably be here today <laughs> because I understand that you were alone and all of that and you had to run a marathon and I, I would have died. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. oh, watch the speech. <laughs> anyway, can you share with us? Please? Yeah, sure. Um, Thank you. So uh, a quick thing about Outward Bound. Um, if you imagine an army funny that you talked about an army before. Mm. An army run by hippies. That's Outward Hippie. Bound. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much a boot camp that we go through. Um, and you do like 3K runs every morning, followed by a dip in the icy cold sea. Um, a jump off the jetty is preferable because you get in, you get out really fast. Um, and we do stuff like sailing, tramping, um, white, rough, white water kayaking, uh, rock climbing, and two days, two nights solo in the bush, all by yourself, um, with two apples and two pieces of like a wheat cake. That was intense. Wow. I, I can't handle the no food bit. <laughs> yeah. but, um, and to top it all off, 
There's no computers, no TV, no phone. I don't know how I managed. <laughs> um, no chocolate. Yeah. But um, you, get, you go through what they call a, a breaking point. Um, everyone, everyone talks about it. You start off with a course, you think, oh, this is going to be sweet. It's going to be fine. Um, we're just going to do like a ton of really intense stuff and that'll be great. Um, and then we were partway through sailing one day. Um, and it's a three-day out in Milford Sounds, I'm pretty sure it's called. Um, and we ran out of wind. I don't know how you run out of wind, but we did. So we were out near um, Cook Strait area, and there's no wind. How are we going to get back to Anakiwa, which is all the way back there? It's like, I don't know, oh, a ton of kilometers. I can't even remember how many it was. Um, so we rode. We rode until 10 o'clock that night. Um, I think that was about eight hours straight rowing. And then the next day there was no wind. So we rode again for another eight to 10 hours. Oh. And that was really intense. And that was when I had my breaking point. Um, came back and we all had to clean up the boat and we're all exhausted, mentally drained because you had to keep rowing. And there's no way to stop as well. We slept on the boat, we ate on the boat, we basically lived on the boat. And then um, I got back and I'm cleaning up the dishes because I volunteered for dishes duty. Don't, don't volunteer <laughs> for dishes duty, guys. Um, and, and then I realized, oh my goodness, I'm gonna cry. I'm so, so exhausted. And I don't, I don't normally cry because I'm not a crying person, but I was in that stage where I was so emotionally drained, so physically tired, and I just thought to myself, and I said it out loud, I was like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then I realized, ooh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Sorry, bad Monique. Um, and I said, oh man, you know what? I can do this, I can do it. Uh, just get out of your head, and you know, you get to that point where you're on absolute dependence on God. You've got no strength left whatsoever. You absolutely have to depend on God. God is my strength. We do stuff like tramping, where we're hiking up this steepest hill, like a thousand meters high hill. Um, it's more of a mountain. Um, and, and you hear people around you saying, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I cannot do this. And, and you say, no, no, you can do it. And there's this quote, I wrote it on my hand, plus est en vous. That is outward bound motto. It means there is more in you. And that's like a nice. running joke that we had going. You know, there is more in you. Guys, there's more in you. Um, and, nice. and you're hiking and you're walking. You're doing all this intense stuff. The half marathon that we did. We, we did a wow. half marathon. Um, and you're doing this half marathon and you're thinking, there is more in me. There is one more step. I can take one more step. I can do further. I can go harder. I can take one more stroke with the mm. oar. I can keep on going. I can keep on pushing because there is more in me. But the only way that you can really do that is with God's help because God is the one who ultimately can help you get that extra strength. So it's not like I can do this more. It's that God can help me to go further. God can help me to give this extra step, awesome. to go the extra mile, that extra kilometer and the half marathon that we did. Wow. So that was my Outward Bound experience. <laughs> wow, awesome, very cool. So you kept your thoughts on a positive level and your yes. speech. Mm. Yeah. 
speaking positively, speaking. Yeah, the, the instructors did tell us, you know, um, uh, they did tell us as well that we had lots of seminars on speaking positively and making sure that you don't cut yourself down and say, you know, I'm not fit enough, I can't do this. You had to um, actually speak positively and they kept on drilling it into us as well that you have to watch your words, watch what you say, because it has such a big impact on whatever you're doing. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Monique. No problem. Let's give her a hand. <laughs> Amazing. Three weeks and outward bound. I'll leave it to Monique. <laughs> but it's so true, isn't it? Our speech and our thoughts can bring us down or lift us up. And we need to be thinking and speaking truth. We can so easily think and speak lies over ourselves or over others even. But we need to be thinking and speaking the truth. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to be transforming our mind with his truth. He wants us to be encouraging ourselves. Sometimes we've got to encourage ourselves. Not sit around and wait for others to encourage us. We need to encourage ourselves. Get into the word. Encourage ourselves. Renewing our strength. When we're reading the truth, when we're reading his word, our strength will be renewed. So I want to share this book with you, Daily Confessions, and it's from the Psalms. This is an idea for you. It is straight from the Bible, straight from the book of Psalms, that you can be reading over yourself, whether or not you take it from this book, but read the Psalms. You actually really don't need this book, even though I'm sure this guy's a great guy and you can, you can get this, daily confessions. Anyway, otherwise pick up your Bible and um, you can read things like, I am the Lord's delight. I am established on a rock. That's Psalm 18. I am anointed by the Lord. Psalm 20. I am crowned with majesty. Psalm 21. I am a resting place for the Spirit of God. I am under the special care of my shepherd. This is all from different psalms. I am safe. I am captured by his attention, Psalm 11. I am no longer in bondage, Psalm 14. I am righteous, Psalm 15. I am patient, Psalm 10. If you're not feeling patient, then speak it. I am patient, Psalm 10. I am protected in the day of battle, Psalm 9. I am crowned with glory and honour. I am a child of the King of heaven and earth. I am shielded, protected, sustained by the Lord. I am looking upward. I will lift up my eyes. I am set apart for the Lord himself. I am free. I am upheld. I am forgiven. I am immovable. I am victorious. I am a voice of praise to my great king. I am a resident of a city of refuge. I'm trusting in the Lord. I am rewarded. I am defended. I'm covered by the banner of the Lord. I'm sheltered from danger. Speak it over yourself. Get into the, into the book of Psalms 
and speak it over yourself. Confess it over yourself, whether you're feeling it or not. Confess the truth. You know, um, Psalm 23, Tony Smith read that this morning in the 9 a.m. service. It's an excellent psalm to to be able to read over yourself. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. He renews my strength. He guides me. I will not be afraid for you're close beside me. You protect me and you comfort me. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely goodness, goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Declare it. Speak it out. There is power in our speech. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 8, says this. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 8. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Pastor Ray actually shared from Philippians this morning. It was fantastic. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Then Paul gives some great advice here. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. That's with your speech. Tell him what you need. And thank him for all he has done. I know Pastor Ray mentioned this morning about that it's, a, it's proven, I think. Is that right, Pastor Ray? It's proven that the more we are grateful the happier we will be. The less we are grateful, the less happy we'll be. A proven thing. Actually, I, something else proven I saw on Facebook, actually. I think it was your wife, Owen. Scientists have proven that, that women need more sleep. And that you need to let your woman sleep in longer, probably bring breakfast in bed. And Yeah, I just thought of that one too. Proven. Yeah. <laughs> But it's proven that the more grateful we are, it says, thank him, thank him. The more grateful we are, the happier we'll be. So let's be grateful. I want to be happy. Let's, let's thank him. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. Then you'll experience God's peace. Tell him what you need with the speech and thank him with your speech. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing, Paul says. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Our thoughts and our speech are incredibly important and incredibly important in the way that we navigate our life through the ups and downs, incredibly important. I just want to encourage us tonight as I encourage myself in this, how important it is that we will stand out like a city on the hill. We will stand out. We will rise up like the army that... Um, Graham Cook talks about in this prophetic word for the church and this nation, that we will stand out through the ups and the downs when we take hold of this important, important truth of the importance of our thoughts 
in our speech. We need to speak the truth over our lives. We need to speak the truth into our atmosphere. Don't speak the opposite because that it has power too. It will take us down. Speak the truth into our atmosphere. God, I thank you that we have this incredible power right in our hand, that we have power in our speech, in our thoughts. And God, I pray that you would help us, give us wisdom, God, to be able to navigate life incredibly well, to be able to rise up as that army that you would call us to be, that, you would, uh, that we would be able to stand out like a city on a hill, that we would, we would be able to capture our thoughts if they are not good that we would be able to capture them, that we would renew our minds with your truth, that we would speak your truth over ourselves, over others around us. We would speak your truth into our environments, into our communities, into the, our city and our country and our, our, the nations, God. That we, um, Most of all, that we would speak your truth over ourselves, that we would be able to rise up ourselves that um, we would make your name great by this incredible importance of our thoughts and our speech. I declare your blessing. I declare overcomers for your church tonight. Bless them. Give them wisdom. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. Let's give Jan a hand. That was an awesome message. I loved when Jan was talking about thanks and, and thanks for God. And, and that comes back to, to a moment where God made a way for us to have a relationship, an intimate uh, relationship with Him, to know Him personally. Um, and He did that through His Son, Jesus. And and real quickly, I just want to talk to you about the love of God and, and having a relationship with Him. It's what we call being a Christian, but, but it's much more than a title. It's much more than, than just a thing you claim to be. But it's actually about knowing God. And it's about having your sin, your past, your shame erased. And it's about the love that God has for you. It says in 1 John 3, 16, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. And uh, so Jesus came down to, to earth in a miraculous way. And He lived on this earth for about 33 years. And He died on a cross, but during those years, He taught us how to live a full life. He taught us how to live a life of love for others and also showed a love to, to the weak. He showed mercy and kindness and goodness. He taught us that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've gone through, that God loves you. That Jesus loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. As it says in the Bible, to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that I am Lord and you'll be saved, which means you get to have an eternity with Him also means you get to walk this life through those hard times with Him by your side, which is an incredible journey. And a journey, I hope that everyone here 
tonight gets to be on. So if you want to start that journey, I'm going to give you uh, the opportunity. So uh, church, would you just bow your head and close your eyes? Just so everyone here gets that opportunity of, of doing uh, of doing this journey and making that decision. So if there's anybody here and you're saying, that's me, I want to start this journey. I want to start this journey of walking in relationship with God. I'd love you just to, to put up your hand. Awesome, I see that hand. If there's anybody else here that's saying, man, I would love to start a journey, have a relationship with God. Just shoot up your hand so we can pray with you. Awesome at the back. That's great. It's another hand. We'll just leave it open for a few more seconds that anybody here that's warm. Awesome. Hey, why don't we give uh, those people that put up their hands an awesome round of applause. That's so good. My Bible tells me that uh, heaven erupts with praise when just one person. And uh, so that is awesome. And so make sure if you put your hand up, there'll be someone that will come alongside and pray with you. But if they don't get to you, um, make sure you come up and talk to one of us because we love uh, to journey with you in that. Jan's word was absolutely incredible. And and if uh, you would like prayer uh, for any of those things around your speech is there's going to be a ministry team and Jan will be praying for people up here so I encourage you um, as we as we sing this last song to come up the front uh, and um, it just get some prayer Peter uh, after this song is going to come up and share about what the young adults is doing as well but won't you stand we're going to praise God and uh, then I invite you forward for prayer